Welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Happy it's, Wednesday night. Yes, it is Wednesday night case updates. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly sure. say this is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. This Wednesday night case updates. Mm-hmm. I love, love it. To see so many of our listeners hopping into the chat and saying hi and being a part of the conversation. It's also just nice to see some of the cases we've been following, like start coming to some conclusions and mm-hmm. it is, you know, yeah, I, I like it. So hello to cranky Victoria, Gloria, halo, Sarah, Jacqueline, Brandy, RJ, Melordian, Amy. Good to see everybody here. Hello. Yes. Hello. Halfway through the week. Correct. We can make it. We're going to make it. Yeah. Jessica. Yeah, we are gonna make it. Yes. So happy late Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. If you celebrate, or if you don't, or whatever. <laughs> did you guys do anything exciting for Valentine's Day? Uh, no, no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going out of town in two weekends, and so we kind of are counting that. Yeah. Although, I found this um, cereal that I really love, and it's um, a low carb cereal because I'm a diabetic and. I always wish I could have cereal for breakfast. And anyway, I found this brand I really like that is very low carb. And Rhonda bought me um, a sampler pack of six different kinds of it for Valentine's Day, which was so nice. Because you go in the grocery store here and you can buy like, they only have like two or three kinds and they're Mm -hmm. quite expensive, of course. Mm -hmm. And this way I can try like all of them. Oh, is it Magic Spoon? Uh, No, it isn't. It's called Catalina Crunch. Really? Mm, interesting. I like Magic Spoon, so that's probably awesome too. Mm-hmm. Well, very cute. I love it. Yeah. We didn't do much either. We've had a very long week. Uh, you yeah. guys know that we had a dog. One of our dogs, Little Blue, has been really, really sick, and she passed on Monday morning in Scott's arms, and it's just torn our hearts out. So we've kind of been laying low, you know. And and I've been sick for two weeks. I'm eking up, I think little bit so good. that's all good but uh anyway yeah so we've kind of been laying low scott cooked actually he made a corned beef and mashed potatoes and it was amazing so oh, uh, i and mateo uh ordered valentine's day crumble so hey nice. that's where it was at we've been lucky enough to have matt with us for almost a week she went home yesterday it's been really nice yeah. she came to help uh help with blue and help me and it's been really nice to have her home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, you guys. Damn it. She just, she developed over the course of just the last very short while an autoimmune disease that old dogs get sometimes that their bodies start destroying all of their red blood cells. And mm-hmm. we ended up in an emergency situation before you could, uh, you know, say boo. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting a blood transfusion. And then for a week, they kept her on uh steroids trying to you know knock her immune system down enough that she'd quit destroying her own red blood cells and start creating them it that didn't work so then they started her they wanted to do 14 days of a low level chemo pill to just really level her immune system and it just didn't it just didn't she just got sicker and sicker so yeah, unfortunately bluey was 12 and a half and you know that is old doggy territory and, and her little body was just done so but yes, it sucks. You guys know. It just sucks. Yeah. Damn it. Well, here's to better days. Yeah. We took an awesome drive today. It's so beautiful. We got six inches of snow. Two, six more inches of snow a couple yeah. of nights ago. And uh, the sun was shining today and everything is just gorgeous and glimmering, you know, with all that snow and the bright sun and we drove all over the countryside. We loaded the little dogs up in the car and we all took a ride together and it just felt really, really good to get out of the house and out in the sunshine. And yeah, it was awesome. So that's good. We needed it for sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, guys, to everybody that's just joining the chat. Welcome, you guys. Yeah. 
Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. we're, we're getting your New York snow? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Holy moly. I'm telling you. Yeah, we got pounded the last couple of days. We did well, and Mateo was supposed to leave Monday morning, but then Bluey died, so she decided to stay one more day. And then yesterday, she drove home on horrible roads. She called me like 30 minutes after she left home and said, will you just stay on the phone with me? I'm just so scared. But she had class today and felt like she really needed to get home. And oh, gosh. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Glad she got home okay. Yeah, I we right. Amy says I had yeah. to break down and turn on the AC this afternoon. Oklahoma is drunk. Idaho is also drunk because mm -hmm. we normally are done with this kind of weather in January. We don't get this kind of snow in February, and we don't usually get these sub zeros in February either. But we have uh -uh. both, both, which is ridiculous. The pharmacist tried to tell me today that he had to run the AC today on his lunch, and I'm like, what? No, uh, dude, you're drunk. <laughs> I was like, were, were you dressed in a snowsuit? Like, what are you talking about? Right. I don't know what to say. How are the other doggies handling it? You know, good. Rico, when our last dog, our little Skippy Chihuahua died, Rico didn't eat and he really struggled. We had to go through a bunch of uh, gymnastics with him to get him eating again. And um, this so far so good this time. Uh, and the puppies, we let the puppies see her, and she, she died in our bedroom, and we laid her on the floor for a few minutes uh, while we kind of processed what just happened, and uh, her heart just stopped, just stopped while we were moving her. Uh, from, mm -hmm. We'd just gone out to potty and came mm -hmm. in, and she just died, which was nigh, we knew, but uh, yeah. she went out and went potty and then wasn't strong enough to get up the steps, so Scott picked her up and carried her in the house. And I noticed that her mouth was foaming a little bit. So I said, let's get her back into her bed and get her a drink. And by the time we got back into our bedroom, she was just gone. Yeah. It just happened like that. So the puppies, they kind of, they sniffed her and walked around her a little bit. And I felt like that would be good for them to, to mm -hmm. know, you know. And they are, frankly, just acting completely fine. So uh, I think they're okay. However, Blue, mm -hmm. I mean, she was their nanny for sure. She was, yeah. she was important to them. But, you That's know, true. they're puppies. They're acting like it. Yeah. Right. You know, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Sarah said she got a little good news on a case she's been working on. Oh, Sarah, good. good news. Love to hear Do it. Do tell if you can. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of was. She wasn't there, Mama. But yeah, when I brought him home, I told her, you're going to have to be their nanny. And she was like, mm, I don't think so. But she did do it. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> mm -hmm. She told him what was up. She also played super hard with them. And Luca is so much bigger than the other two chihuahuas that he can't wrestle as hard with them as he'd like to. But Blue was playing that hard with him. I mean, even a month ago, she was still playing that hard with him. But. <laughs> oh, she put the link in. A man convicted in a DV case. Oh, good. Oh, nice. F that guy. This yeah. we love to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, there's been all kinds of breakthroughs happening this week uh, and rulings and there's a lot going on. A lot of, uh, we have a lot of reports that are kind of short, but are, that deserve to be heard. And then some bigger things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the judge in uh, the Dave Belvalo case has been uh, really keeping his little writing hand going. He's got a bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of stuff. So let's start. Oh, let's start with uh, Laundry Petito. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things. First of all, we heard last week that the judge had ruled that the Petitos could sue the laundry's attorney for his involvement mm -hmm. in this absolute bullshit. And he has now been served. So loved hearing that. Mm -hmm. I loved uh, that for him. That, yes. I, I love that for him. <laughs> I, I love that for him as well. It's, it's really my favorite thing in the world. So yes. Mm -hmm. But also... Do you guys remember back uh, when, kind of as, as the laundry case kind of wrapped up, one of the things that we'd learned is that Brian's mother had given him a letter that was written on the envelope, uh, burn after reading. 
And yes. we knew that because it had been hinted around by one of the attorneys, but we didn't know what was in the letter. We haven't seen the letter. Well, we still haven't seen the letter. However, I want to tell you a couple of things about the letter, what we know now, at least, because the, the lawyer is, uh, he just keeps leaking a little bit more and a little bit more. Right. What we know from Patrick Riley now is that the letter was in Laundry's backpack when his body was found. It alluded to his mother, Roberta, helping him get out of prison and some other things. It, you know, did, of course, say to burn after reading. And there was some uh, suggestion in there that he should uh, get a shovel and bury a body. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, their attorney is arguing that that was written before Gabby died. And so it's just really not uh, applicable. Uh, excuse me, bitch. How is that not applicable? You wrote your son a letter suggesting that he should get a shovel and bury a body and telling him you'd help him get out of prison if necessary. So did and he then kill somebody he else his girlfriend? Or yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh. Now, do we believe the laundries that this was written before Gabby died? Hell no. no of course we don't. Jesus. The laundries have lied about li literally everything. Why would we believe that? Right. But even if it was, why? What? Yeah. Do any of you mothers, have you ever felt compelled to write your adult son a letter saying things like that? that of is course you haven't. Stunning to me. Yeah. That you would ever write your child a letter like that in the any situation. That, uh, that he had it with him in those belongings when he went out to that uh, swamp knowing that he was going to go out there and kill himself. And he took it yeah. with him. And he didn't burn it. No. I mean, was there part mm -hmm. of this, of what he left behind, a mm -hmm. desire to reveal his parents in some way? Right. You have to wonder, like, right. why didn't he destroy that, like she asked mm -hmm. him to? Why did he leave it where it would be found when it his body was eventually located? I find that interesting. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> a handwritten letter, Sarah said. What the hell? Do they not text? Right? right. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> right? Put something like that down on paper? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. These people. Yeah. Unfathomable to me. But I think you make a really good point. Why did he have that there? He knew it would probably be found with his body and stuff. You would think he would have considered that because he mm -hmm. also wrote his confession in that notebook. Mm-hmm. And preserved the notebook mm -hmm. in some way that the, the belongings in, in that backpack or something. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. So we've been really, really curious about that letter. So when I found that article, I was really excited to share it with you guys that we know a little more now that it makes Roberta really look like a real dick. I mean, she did already, but come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. His confession. Right. Sure. Yeah. The confession was. Yeah. His uh, comments. Yeah. A few comments from you guys about our uh, story about Dr. Wellner. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Really cracked us up because we had said this is really interesting. You guys are going to find this interesting. In the case notes, we said this is interesting stuff. And someone commented, why in the world is this interesting? <laughs> Christy said, if you know, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is uh, way too much to explain here. <laughs> to answer that question. If you don't understand why this is interesting, you don't know this case at all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, had to laugh. But anyway, all righty. Well, boo on them. But, mm -hmm. but whatever. It is what it is. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on. Oh, let's see. Leilani Simon. Yes. It's not big news, but it is news. They have ruled that there will not be uh, cameras in that courtroom either. Now this is in the murder trial for Leilani Simon of her little child. Right. And uh, that sucks, but not a big surprise. Some of these cases are just getting so big and getting so much attention that it's making judges really nervous. And so we won't be able to get a peek into the courtroom on that one. Well, and I mean, honestly, I kind of understand it on that one. Like, mm -hmm. That's a 
going to be a tremendously traumatic case Mm -hmm. to be involved in. I don't know why anybody would want to be in that courtroom, frankly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Good point. Yep. So we'll see. I I think that they have a lot of evidence. I don't think they're going to have a hard time convicting her, but we'll see. they're, They're not, but yeah. Yeah. A while back, we talked about the state of Alabama trying to rewrite their execution protocol to include using nitrogen. And this is, it's really groundbreaking to use nitrogen to, uh, basically it would just zap the oxygen out of somebody's lungs, just kaput. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, it's not been done in the U.S. before, but it seems as though it could be an execution method that would be much easier to use because, of course, right now, what do we have? Lethal injection that isn't working very well. Now, I'm not a big fan of the death penalty anyway, but I do think that this is really interesting because it is potentially a way to execute that could be more in alignment with the constitution that genuinely is painless it's uh-huh. just yeah i mean it, it's being used quick. in other countries so we know that it's uh-huh. fast and painless and yeah would be certainly better than what we have yeah certainly certainly so anyway alabama's kind of been working on it and they are now saying that they are very close to uh having their protocol ready they're hoping to start uh using nitrogen to carry out executions by the end of this year. Well, isn't there a, a, there's somebody who wants to be executed with nitrogen. Yes. Yeah. In Oklahoma is waiting for that. Mm -hmm. No, in Alabama. Oh, in Alabama. I mean, sorry. Um, Oklahoma is also uh, looking into it. And so is Mississippi, but nobody's been able to pull it off yet. The problem with it is there's no way to test it on the humans without just testing it on humans. There's, there's no really good, that that's the biggest problem in order to, uh, you know, to, to get it approved. And once they have got their protocol in place and they say, this is how we're going to do it. They will immediately be involved in a lawsuit or or multiple lawsuits with human rights groups that are going to come forward. And they know that they, they already Mm -hmm. are saying that we know then the lawsuits will come then we will prove to the judge that this is the most humane way to execute a prisoner that we've been able to come up with. And here's all the reasons why, and here's all the science behind it. And they're really confident that they'll win again, not a big fan of the death penalty. However, we have States that are trying to bring back the firing squad right now. In fact, Trump said yesterday that as soon as he's back in office, he's bringing back the federal firing squad. Um, none of that's going to happen, but you know, it's like, there's a lot of, uh, frustration over the, uh, death penalty right now and how all of these states have all these people on death row that they've been unable to execute. So I do think that this is really interesting to pay attention to at any rate. So. It is, it is. I mean, I agree. I wish we would just stop doing it all together. Yeah. Um, but maybe this could be less horrific than what's been happening in recent years. Yeah. The problem with it is the fact that it's so untested. In theory, it makes sense that it could work. Mm -hmm. uh, But, you know, we don't know that for sure. Right. I mean, in, I mean, it's used for um, human euthanasia in other countries. So we do know it works, but yeah, they can't test their system. That's, that's Mm -hmm. creepy though. Mm -hmm. You know, that they're going to have to use it on a person for the first time, having never used it before and not knowing that is, that's. Yeah. However, there's prisoners that are saying we want this. They're going to court right now, demanding it. Right. Right. So on one hand, I'm like, I guess if they're willing to be the guinea pig, but then on the other, I'm like, wait a minute, these are human beings. What the hell? I I hate it all. I hate it all. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, for sure. But there you go. Uh, Let's see. Christy, talk to us about um, the Moscow murders. Yeah, there's not a ton out right now, except for kind of an interesting article that came out um, talking about the costs 
already of the investigation into the Moscow murders and Brian Koberger and all of that. And the Idaho State Police were the only ones who would report what they had spent. And they say at this point they have spent $282,109.35, which is, I mean, that's a lot of money considering that this case has not even come close to going to trial yet. And that's where the big money is. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, mm-hmm. people are sort of, because there's a gag order on this case, I feel like there's a lot of grasping at straws to have something to talk about around this mm-hmm. case. I see on TikTok, a couple of people that live stream and talk about this case like every day. Yeah. And I'm going, what are you talking about? Like, there's nothing big to, to talk about right now. We're just waiting. Mm-hmm. And there is a lawsuit filed right now trying to get the gag order removed the 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 media is suing to try to either remove the gag order or to lessen it a bit mm-hmm. um we'll see what happens i don't know um that judge was pretty sure that they didn't think that there should be any more talking about this case and i mean honestly the um complete sieve that it was all through the beginning you can oh, see yeah. why so we're seeing a lot of this kind of stuff. Was it confirmed that he was fired by Washington State University? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And there yes. was, um, yeah, there was a letter that came out. He definitely mm-hmm. was um, relieved of his teaching position. Mm-hmm. I actually have the letter pulled up. Oh, yes, that's right. You have the letter. Why don't you yeah. tell so, us about it? Yeah. So here's what it says. This is uh, Inside Edition got a hold of it. So. This was written uh, by, I'm not sure, I'm not sure who wrote the letter, to be honest, Uh, but it says on September 23rd, 2022, you had an altercation with the faculty you support as TA, Professor, Professor John Schneider. I met with you on October 3rd to discuss norms of professional behavior. On October 21st, Professor Snyder emailed you about the ways in which you had failed to meet your expectations as a TA thus far in the semester. As a result, on November 2nd, Graduate Director Dale Willis and I, uh, Willits and I met with you to discuss an improvement plan, which you agreed to, and I shared with you in an email de- dated November 3rd. Uh, on December 7th, they met with him to discuss his progress in regards to the improvement plan. While not perfect, we agreed that there was progress. But then on December 9th, there was another altercation with Professor Snyder in which it became apparent that you had not made progress regarding professionalism and about what, about which I wrote you on December 11th requesting a meeting. We met on December 19th when I informed you of your termination as a TA for spring semester. So uh, in general, he was an ass and, and unteachable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and was a real problem with being able to complete his PhD. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, interestingly, though, how it mentions all those different dates and that he'd been under corrective action like almost the whole semester. Yeah. Um, You know, they definitely they also confirmed that he had been walking around campus at at, um, University of Idaho. Mm -hmm. That's creepy because he didn't go to school there. Yeah. Um, You know, there have been there's a lot of sort of outside of law enforcement investigators going on. And Mm -hmm. so we've heard things like that there's confirmation that he was uh, friends with several of the girls on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, They're saying now that the roommate, Dylan, who is the one that he saw him as he was leaving the house, that she actually opened her bedroom door and yelled for them to keep it down and, and stop being so loud because she was trying to sleep. And what she was yelling at was actually him committing the murders. Mm Mm-hmm which that's pretty horrifying. And she thought they were just partying. Yeah. She thought they were just partying, which kind of tells you that they did. And this was not an unusual time, not an unusual experience. You know? Like right. she was kind of used to them being up in the middle of the night, being loud and, mm-hmm. you know, taking her off. So yeah, it explains a little bit of her behavior. I think it does. It does. Yeah. Hi Taylor. 
So yeah, so that's about it with this case right now. Yeah, that's there, there is some like Josh, you know, jockeying back and forth in the courts of, mm-hmm. you know, stuff, but it's nothing that seems all that significant. So no, I mean he has a preliminary hearing in June, and until that happens, we're not going to know much. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for sure, we'll, we'll see. You know, I guess we'll probably at least in the media see the outcome of the lawsuit to try to drop the gag order or or amend the gag order in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine that's so. really all we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. We're we're being pretty much shut out. But honestly, there's been so much leaked already. Yeah. In a very small town, small area, with such a terrible thing that happened. Like it's they're gonna have a hard enough time. They'll probably also end up in Ada County trying to have a trial there. Probably. Because there's no way they're gonna be able to do that up there. Oh no, uh uh-uh. uh. No. No, it'll it'll be it'll be similar to Daybell Vallow in that case, except that yeah. this is moving much moving much more quickly. Yes, it point. is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Do you guys remember a couple of months ago that Tesla that drove off the cliffside in California? Yeah. That was the doctor. His name is Damesh Patel, and his wife and children. And they lived. It was a really miraculous rescue. Rescuers were like, we never, we do rescues here all the time. They always die. There's never Mm -hmm. anyone alive. And in this case, they all lived. And in fact, the children just had some bumps and bruises. The parents have both been in the hospital ever since and have been pretty hurt. Well, he's finally out of the hospital and has been officially arrested and taken into custody and has pled not guilty. Um, and his wife is saying that she does not want him to face charges. Well, babe, that's not how it works here in these uh, court systems, because no. when we now know this is the new information, we knew that they had some reasons to believe that this was not an accident. Right. And we figured it may, it would have had to have come from the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it did. Now we know that when rescuers got to them, they asked her what happened and she said he drove us off the cliff he tried to kill us yep so now she's saying i don't want him to be prosecuted and the that was probably like, uh, considered no, an bro. excited utterance i would think mm-hmm. and i guess sarah maybe help us out with this but i was thinking about that like they probably can call that an excited utterance when the rescue gets there and you know maybe uh part of the problem though is that uh there were witnesses right that saw him drive them off the cliff he did not put on his brakes he didn't try to not go over the edge he wasn't uh you know going particularly well, nothing fast. like forced them off the edge or anything right yeah he literally drove them off the edge so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this one but uh i'm sure in her fear right now and i i can only imagine where he was probably their main breadwinner there's two little kids this terrible thing has happened. Everyone's been in the hospital for months. It's just awful that, uh, yes, and that too, Janet, what was happening inside that home? What kind of domestic right. violence is already here that yeah. she's trying to now recant and say she that he shouldn't be tried? But the courts are saying, yeah, no, we're going for it. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, Sarah says, yes, excited utterance is a hearsay exception. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I would think that situation would, would um, apply. Mm-hmm. But you can see, you know, if this has been a, a domestic violence situation, I mean, you, we see this all the time, yeah. then where the victim wants to recant and doesn't want to push it forward and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's good that there were also those witnesses because yeah, she needs she and those kids need protected from this guy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, also, Sarah Wondra has been back to court and found uh, not fit. So she has received another extension for more mental health treatment. That, of course, is in the Michael Vaughn disappearance. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is the only arrest that they have made thus far. I mean, they haven't. Her husband's already in federal custody. So they're saying that there's an arrest coming. They don't have to rush. You know, Stacy's no. already in federal custody and will be until who knows when. So they're not right. rushing, uh, but they are saying that they have. Uh, compiled quite a bit of evidence now and they just need to get her back to court but uh, she is still not mentally fit to stand trial I just really really wonder if she ever will be I I do too I really question that given her history and just all the things that we've seen about her I don't know 
she's not what you would call a reliable witness, that's for sure. No, definitely no. And everything they're going on came out of her mouth. And the stuff she told the police was bananas. However, they have, uh, sounds like, talked to those other men now, the roommates. And, like, they have some things going, it sounds like. But, well, uh, we'd likely talk to her husband, too, and we just don't know. I would assume that's true. Because he's in custody. Yeah. yeah, I would assume that's true as well. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So no closer to finding poor little Michael Vaughn, which I wish would happen for his family's sake. No, absolutely not. Nope. Uh, let's see, Christy, do you want to talk to us about Timothy Hazlitt? Yeah. So this is, this is a little bit of movement. So Timothy Hazlitt is um, the man in Missouri, sorry, just got paywalled. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's, I fixed it. Um, so Timothy Hazlitt, this was in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. This was several months ago. Um, a woman escaped from his house and ran to a neighbor's and they called the police and she had been being held captive, um, in the basement of his house if y'all remember this. And this case is another one that had a, an immediate clamp down on it. We haven't heard anything about it for quite a while. Um, he's now been indicted by a grand jury. So they took this whole thing to a grand jury, which is why we have not heard anything in quite a while. He's now indicted on nine new charges. So he's indicted on one count of rape, four counts of sodomy, two counts of second degree assault, and one count of kidnapping and endangering the welfare of a child. That child being his own child because he had guns out where the kid could get to them. Yeah. Because while he was holding this woman in his basement, he also had his child. Yeah. Custody of his kid. Yeah. Driving um, him back to school every day. And right. I, it's unbelievable. Hey, Barbara. Yeah. So he is being held now on a $3 million bond. If he's found guilty, he faces up to five life sentences plus 36 years mm -hmm. um, in prison. So this is just interesting what's going on with this. At least we're seeing some movement. We know, you know, that things are, they are moving forward with this case, which I think is good because, I mean, all of this happened, you know, she was found, this big dramatic thing happened and then nothing for literal months. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that is going on, and I didn't know this, I had not seen this, but starting in January, the Excelsior Springs Police Department started looking for 36-year-old Janie M. Crosdale as a potential witness in this case, and they have still not found Janie. Wow. So I don't know if Janie was a previous victim Mm -hmm. or in what way Janie is related to this case. But this is the first time they have mentioned anyone outside of the original victim. They also are not saying if he will face charges um, against other victims. We don't know yet. We don't know that yet. But no. good movement happening there. They're doing things the yeah. right way there to make sure that they can hold him and to make sure they're going to have a good case against him. Mm-hmm. And of course, the victim's name is still protected. Thank heavens. And we just hope for her that she is getting the help that she needs. Yeah. But go Excelsior Springs. Yes, I'm glad they absolutely. did the, I'm glad they did the grand jury. I think, mm -hmm. I think in cases like that, it's really smart. Yes. Yeah. Right. This woman they're looking for. Right. She, so I don't know. You're right. Sarah, they are disclosing her full, full name that they're looking for her. And hopefully that she isn't a victim, but I somehow they think she's a witness. Well, I mean, when this girl was rescued, she said that he'd killed her friends. Right. She implied that there were other women involved. And we have not heard a thing about other women up to this point. And the police are just not saying one way or the mm -hmm. other on that. They're just not going to say, mm -hmm. if, you know, which, which I think is fine, too. But I, mm -hmm. I they think it's likely that, that that kind of investigation is still going on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I want to tell you about a case that we've not reported on. Uh, I'd wanted to, but there was just so many other things this week that we didn't get there. 
But I still want to talk about it because there's been an arrest and I think it's really important to talk about. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Adriana Cooch. Yes. So Adriana Cooch is, well, was a 14-year-old high school student in New Jersey. And last week, some students on the first of the month, uh, she was walking down the hall at school with her boyfriend and four girls jumped on her with a water bottle, like a big, hard, you know, hardcore water bottle Mm -hmm. and beat the shit out of her in the hallway. Yeah. And the school did nothing, nothing. And her parents were really upset. She came home from school black and blue and with a concussion. Like, they really hurt her. And her parents were furious because they didn't do anything. The school did nothing about it. They didn't call the police. They didn't uh, file a report. They didn't do a single thing. And her dad said that one of these girls has been threatening her online for a while. That Mm. there has been a lot of uh, trouble with her. Uh, with these girls in the past and they've just Mm -hmm. kind of been trying to see beyond it and then uh, two days later she took her own life and her family is like where is the justice like but here's the thing they're teenagers and they're idiots and they filmed the entire thing and put it on tiktok and so the entire attack and these girls beating the crap out of her is all over the internet so, uh, you know, it didn't take the school having to file a non-existent report for the uh, police to get involved because these idiots told on themselves. I'm so glad right. they did. So there's finally Oof. been arrests. So on, uh, well, earlier this week, uh, all four girls were arrested uh, and charged with various forms of harassment and uh, assault and you know, various things in Mm -hmm. that, uh, in beating her in the hallway. And yeah, I, the proof's in the pudding, you know, they actually made a video. So, so let's see, two have been charged with conspiracy to commit aggravated assault. Another has been charged with harassment and the other has been charged with something else. Anyway. Oh, aggravated assault. The one who actually did the beating. And then, you know, the ones that were filming it and watching it and, you know, spurring the whole thing on. Yeah. So I'm so happy that this is happening. And I hope they make a hell of an example out of these kids and make it really, really clear that if you bully somebody to death, there are going to be consequences. No more of this. Well, she couldn't have known. I mean, these guys actually physically assaulted her. So it's a little bit different. But still. Mm I agree, Jean. The school does need to be held accountable. What in the actual hell? Right. Since when was it okay to assault another student and then have no repercussions? Yeah. Yeah. That's just awful. It's so terrible. Yeah. Her family, luckily, her family is pushing hard. You know, they're pushing hard and he's, they're not going to give up. And I would imagine they sue the school too for their lack of doing anything about this and lack of uh, being willing to help uh, nip the bullying in the bud in the first place because they didn't do it either. This kid knew she was not protected. She knew. It was just going to happen again. Yeah, cranky. But they are crying now. I'll bet they are. And I'll bet their parents are saying, I just can't even believe. Well, that's not, you know. No. No. Raise better kids, for God's sake. Yeah. All of it needs to be better so anyway i'm very glad that there's going to be some justice here for her and for her family yeah me too yeah well should we talk about everybody's favorite <laughs> no one's favorite elika murdoch yeah <laughs> sure well of course the belligerent herd circus known as the murdoch trial uh, marches along and <laughs> Oh, Sarah said, we have lots of lawyers in New Jersey. I'm sure they will get the district. Yeah, I think so, too. They should. It's the only way the change happens, unfortunately. Yep. You have to hit them in the pocketbook. That's the thing. Nobody cares about anything but money. Yep. It's awful. Yep, for sure. So it's all going on. Uh, What we're learning, uh, I'll tell you what. Now, we have made a lot of fun of Dick Harpootlian. 
Dick Harpootlian is uh, his, the main attorney. He's this very distinguished gentleman. He's also a state senator. And he's, you know, this hoity-toity, supposed to be one of the best attorneys in the state. When this trial started, he asked Murdoch to stand and said that he just wanted to express how honored he was to be able to represent him in this matter. And everyone's like, Dick, shut the fuck up. Yeah, what are the- you doing? disgusting man yeah god he's gross but anyway here's some funny or interesting things that have kind of played out along these lines dick harpootlian is a dotty old man is he not nearly the shark maybe he was one upon once upon a time but he's not showing up that way in court very much at all he's doing very little of the cross very little of the actual representation Um, When he does, he's falling all over himself and not well-spoken and actually doing a pretty shit job. However, following this case on Twitter and following like uh, Marley Matney and some of the other, or Mandy Matney, some of the other uh, TikToker or, uh, you know, true crimers that have been like really on top of this case. Oh man, they hate him. They've done Oh, I was just going to say, they're not the, we're not the only ones that have noticed how, fucking hilarious his name is oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of plays on his name probably my favorite is pooty poot or the pooter yeah yeah but anyway he's uh he looks like an idiot and pretty interesting so a couple of things they had tony satterfield on the sand this is gloria satterfield's son gloria mm-hmm. was their housekeeper who had the slip and fall at their house and uh mm-hmm. then he you know had the boys sue his insurance and then stole most of the money from that. We've talked about this several times, but uh, they were so mean to Tony Satterfield on the stand. My God. The defense was so freaking mean to him. What are they doing attacking these people who are victims of this guy? The defense attorney told him, called him a child for one. He's not a child. He's an adult in his mid twenties. Uh, and also told him that, uh, kind of said something along the lines that, well, he should probably be glad that it played out this way because, uh, he got more money than he would have had they just taken, uh, the initial insurance settlement. Yes, Tony, be glad. Be glad that your mother died under suspicious circumstances and the homeowner stole most of the money from you and you're having to get it back in this way and get on the stand. He was terrified. What we're finding is that these are the most demure, these people, the people that he's victimized are the most demure, sweet, kind, little, gentle, little Southern people. And these guys are just beating the shit out of them on the stand. And it's not making them look good. Yes, they were horrible to Shelly, the caretaker of Murdoch's mother. They were terrible to her. And the jury did not look pleased. It was not pleasing to the court at all the way they treated Shelly it was just not enemies like I don't get it I don't get like Mm -hmm. they're not there because they've done anything wrong I mean that Mm -hmm. does not make you look good to pick on them wow Mm -hmm. yeah there's also been some real pissing matches amongst the attorneys the attorney that was representing the families uh in the whole boat accident matter Mm mm-hmm being questioned by the attorney that went up against him in that matter and that got real fugly it's been something it has been something but i wanted to tell you a little bit about her sister maggie's sister has been on the stand and this has been really interesting her name is Marion proctor she's an older lady again very gentle very uh, soft-spoken kind lady and she said some things on the stand that were really really interesting she said that she asked Murdoch if her sister had suffered when she was shot to death. And she said, he assured me she had not. Now I don't know that I think that was true. Because we've also now had the coroner on the stand. Right. Ooh, and she, that ballistics report was brutal. It was brutal. It was awful. And yes, they were horrible to the, the mansplaining and the rudeness uh, towards the coroner was unbelievable these men still think they still think that they have some kind of uh pull here or Mm -hmm. that uh, the murdoch family still has some kind of pull here and i think that they're learning the hard way right now that that is just not true 
Right. That is all done. Uh, the other thing that she said that I thought was really interesting, uh, she said, it was odd to her that we never talked about finding the person who could have done it. She said, he never talked about it. He, all he wanted to do is to clear Paul's name. He was just determined that we just have to clear Paul's name. And she said, uh, he told her that he has no idea who did it, but he felt like whoever did it thought about it for a long time. Whoa. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. That's a horrific thing to say. Mm-hmm. But she told the courts his number one goal was clearing Paul's name. And I thought that was so strange because my number one goal was to find out who killed my sister and Paul. Yeah. You would think for most family members, that would be the big concern is who, mm -hmm. you know, finding out who did this and, and holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I predict and suspect that the jury is over this Murdoch bullshit. And as these antics are going on in court and they're watching the rudeness, the mistreatment, the bad behavior, freaking Buster had to be moved to a different part of the courtroom because right. he was caught flipping off some of the attorneys. Yeah. There's been some other outbursts and uh, rudeness from the Murdoch family towards the prosecution. Like, what? I mean, come on. It, it All of it is just insanity. It, it is, but they're so used to getting away with behavior like that and the mm -hmm. ego in these men is huge i mean you can mm -hmm. just see it like what in the hell would make you think that when you're attending your dad's trial for the death of your mother and brother that mm -hmm. you should be flipping off the attorneys yeah i mean have you not considered how that makes you look to the jury and the judge like what oh gross come on man yep Yep, it is something. But I just, that's what I really wanted to bring up was uh, Marion's testimony because I thought it was pretty damaging. That is really damaging. It's just very telling that to, those are not the kinds of things that people would say yeah. if they weren't involved in the death. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But we have been saying that all along. Why wasn't Murdoch desperately trying to figure out who killed his family? Yeah, why well, wasn't, wasn't at all? And that is really strange. That is not what most people would do. No, very weird. Oh yes, they passed. You're right. Thank you, Brady. They passed uh, Murdoch a book. Oh right. That he wasn't that wasn't approved or you know came through the right channels for him to have. Yeah. So we'll keep watching. We'll all keep watching. But hell yeah. Uh, Naomi Arion. You guys remember about a year ago now, Naomi Arion was the teenager that was murdered in Fernley, Nevada. She was yeah. kidnapped out of the Walmart parking lot early in the morning while she was waiting to go to work yeah. and found buried in a shallow grave, uh, a pretty fair distance from there, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, buried in the desert. Mm -hmm. And Troy Driver is the man that was arrested and charged with her murder. And they were in court earlier this week, and he has waived his right to a preliminary hearing. So his Ooh. trial will be coming up, I think, in June. I got to double check that date. That's interesting that he waived the prelim. Uh-huh. I wonder if they're not going to go to trial. It really does make you wonder. Yep. Makes me think they're probably going to try to um, plead. Mm -hmm. he's got well he's got six uh charges against him first degree murder sexual assault robbery destroying evidence and other things so mm -hmm. his lawyers are trying to argue that he can't really be tried in lyon county where they're trying to try him because the alleged crime happened in a neighboring county and the prosecutors are like he kidnapped her in this county you can't really prove which county he actually killed her in right we're doing it here yeah, I mean, so, when it comes down to it, I I doubt that is going to matter. Yeah. They're all in the same state. Right. Yeah. Yep. And again, the prosecutors are saying, we don't really know which county she was killed in, but we right. do know which county she was kidnapped in. And there's mm -hmm. video footage and evidence. Right, yeah. 
This is the girl whose brother did most of the police work after she was kidnapped. Right. And provided it to the police because they were real nonplussed about it. And right. Isn't she the one who her family was in like South Africa? Yeah, I think was so. It? Yeah. And they ended up having to come to Nevada. Yeah. Because they were not getting any help. Ugh. Yeah, it was just her brother that right. lived there and she'd moved in with him to, right. to work for a while before she went to college. So now her sister, who's been a really, really strong advocate, yeah. has moved here to see the trial through along with the mm -hmm. brother. So I've been following her on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. This has been an extremely hard time and going to court is hard and oh. seeing this fool is extremely hard and stuff and so anyway interesting though that there's no preliminary hearing it, it makes me too wonder if there's going to be a plea deal here mm -hmm. I, I hope for the family there is I, yeah it's just too much that's right her father's that's an american right. diplomat yeah that's right and they have a few uh children like teenage children that are special needs kids that they adopted from ukraine that's right yeah, yeah. they're a really neat family yeah, well, are. Naomi was a super neat kid. She had all kinds of languages and uh, gifts and skills and had lived everywhere. And she was an amazing person. Yeah. She had such a, such a life ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah. So senseless. I mean, so. Everybody does that gets murdered. It's just, yeah, it's really sad when you learn about somebody and like all the stuff that they were building in their own life, mm -hmm. you know, and all of it just gets cut off. Yeah. Yep. Now, there has been some interesting stuff come out of the Virgin Islands uh, related to everybody's best friend that's a pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. So what we're learning is that more than 20 of his victims were paid through J.P. Morgan accounts. Right. And that J.P. Morgan knew since 2006, they have known that uh, he was basically trafficking. They knew. And they have continued to service his accounts and continued to make these payments. And they have employees now saying that uh, they, yes, they did know there had been multiple meetings and memos and conversations about Epstein. Uh, you know, he did at one point actually have charges and go to have a very short stint uh in in prison in florida during right. that time they uh were very aware of that and they just let it slide and kept serving him kept serving him and kept making all of these payments gross mm -hmm. they it's, they deserve some major consequences for this they do they do it's really disgusting. So he had a really close personal relationship with J.P. Morgan's then senior executive, Jess Staley, who then became the CEO of Barclays and uh, has now resigned from there because of the scrutiny over his ties to Epstein. But between 2008 and 2012, Staley exchanged 1,200 emails with Epstein from his J.P. Morgan email account. And they are emails that show a close personal uh, relationship. Uh, according to Staley, a profound friendship. Oh, mm -hmm. God. I mean, you know he was involved in this shit then. Yes. Well, how, it, how are you profoundly friends with Epstein unless you're involved in his sick, gross bullshit? Yeah. Wow. Well, apparently there is... Uh, some of the emails uh, do indicate that he was involved in the sex trafficking operation. So at some point he sent an email to Epstein while, while Epstein was incarcerated in Florida because I'm um, using incarcerated real loosely. It was like, you know, yeah. a spa jail, you know, mm -hmm. he emailed him and said, so when all hell breaks loose and the world is crumbling, I will come here and be at peace. I don't know where he was, but probably at, Epstein Island, who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, presently, I'm in the hot tub with a glass of white wine. This is an amazing place. Truly amazing. Next time, we're here together. I owe you so much, and I deeply appreciate our friendship. I have few so profound. Yep. And then a month later, emailed him and said, I realize the danger in sending this email. 
but it was great to be able today to give you in New York City a long, heartfelt hug. Yeah. This guy is sick, man. That December, Epstein sent Staley a photograph of a teenage woman whose, uh, you know, teenage. image has been redacted. Right. And then in 2001, or 2021, the emails included uh, messages about Snow White. Oh, yes. They started speaking in code. Mm-hmm. Yep. In 2010, he sent an email to Epstein saying, maybe they're tracking you. That was fun. Say hi to Snow White. And then later, Epstein asked which character he would like next. And he said he would like something from Beauty and the Beast. And That's he said, so well, one side of Beauty and the Beast is available. Yep. Yep. So where are this guy's charges? Where are these this guy's where charges? Where is this guy's Indeed. charges? Come on. Indeed. And honestly, well, yes. So there, there are some charges against J.P. Morgan coming out of the Virgin Islands because mm. of this, because they knew that they were funding sex trafficking and they did nothing about it. And there's lots of email communications to prove that. So good, I guess. It just makes me matter, but I'm glad there's at least something being done, I guess. I want to see some asses in court. Yeah. I want to see charges. Who were he and Ghislaine Maxwell trafficking to besides themselves, gross bastards? Because yeah. we know yeah. that they're there, you know? Absolutely. Why are these people not charged? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's disgusting and they should be charged. And also, where's the rest of the damn list? Yeah. It was supposed to be released. It's still not been released. Where is it? Yep. Everyone wants to see it. Well, why are the people on that list not in court? It's just yep. insane. Yep. For sure. Well, with all of that, let's wrap it up with Daybell Vallow. Well, let's do. There's some, not a ton, but um, so the judge did come back with his ruling. So when we went to court last week, probably the biggest thing that went down was their, Lori's um, defense filing to have the case dismissed because her constitutional rights have been ignored because they violated speedy trial. So um, <laughs> Boyce came back with a 15 page response, which I'm not going to read to you. Although I do have to tell you that he used the word voluminous in the response, which is the <laughs> best thing that has ever happened ever. Because yep. they, it's a virus that will never end in this case. And I think mm -hmm. it is hilarious that, yes, he did reference the voluminous amount of evidence that they are needing to go through. Mm -hmm. But basically, so what happened in the hearing is it came out as that the Idaho rule is six months for a speedy trial. But the mm -hmm. constitutional rule is actually a year. And yeah. so although... And there's some wiggle room with the Idaho rule. And, and, you know, the judge said this is a really complicated case. There's a voluminous amount of evidence. There was a delay due to Lori's own mental health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there, and there is another defendant in this case. Like, there, all this stuff that basically he said, no, that actually her rights have not been violated. And he, gave, he actually gave a date that he said we can't go past this date. Which mm -hmm. is eleven twenty eight twenty two, yeah. That he feels like from the that a trial has to begin prior to eleven twenty eight twenty three, or then that will actually have been a violation of her constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of scary that he says that because that does imply that they could push this back again, mm -hmm. and we know there's court next week. Then there's the court the week after that. And then two weeks after that, we, we're going to be in court a lot in the next mm -hmm. little while. And because of the issues around the DNA testing and some of the um, expert witness stuff that Chad's attorney is, you know, saying there's no way that they have time to do their own testing and all that stuff that they are asking for a severance. That's going to be um, heard in court next week when we're there. Mm hmm. And the question really is, is he going to sever or is he actually going to postpone? 
because with mm -hmm. this ruling and giving that date, I thought it was interesting that he gave a specific date that by his estimation, that is the date they can't go beyond or they would have in fact violated her constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll see, but I mean, I, it almost sets it up mm -hmm. for potential that there could be another delay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it out loud because nobody wants that, but we are sick of this shit. Yes. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, little Marky means is tweeting all about it. Oh my gosh. Isn't he, he though? can't stop. He responds to everyone. I've, uh, Nate Eaton's posts, East Idaho News posts, and Justin Lum's posts on yeah. Twitter, everyone, and has back and forth with people, and it is hilarious. But right now, he is on the warpath again for the LDS Church, and he says the funniest freaking <laughs> stuff. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, he's... I'm addicted, Mark. Yeah. Well, and he's, you know, he, he should really stop giving his legal opinion about <laughs> the Daybell Vallow case, considering that he was booted from it. Uh, he know. should probably shut up. Just People saying. flame him and say mm -hmm. stuff like, didn't the judge throw you off of this case? Right? <laughs> stuff like, he would shut why up. are you still tweeting? I right, mean, because make a fake account know. if you have to comment because, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's we all know what a waste man. of skin he was and we all know that he got <laughs> off his trail. Like, he acts like no one knows that, but, uh, yeah. But he also still acts like a real expert in criminal law and, right? He just, uh, mm. right question about that mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so one other thing so there is a petition now yes. i am not i do not expect this petition to do any good at all however mm -hmm. if you would like to sign the petition on change.org that is petitioning the judge to allow cameras back in the courtroom for this case you can and i am putting it here in the chat for the live stream it's on change.org and it's called who wrote this it's called please allow cameras during Lori vallow chad daybell trial court proceedings that's what mm -hmm. they named it which is a really dumb name but anyway <laughs> it's in the chat <laughs> if you would like to sign it feel free mm -hmm. um i don't think that's going to do any good at all but me neither, but I really do want it to happen, so. Right. I mean, yes, I was going to bring this up, Fran, also. This was one other thing we hadn't talked about. Yeah. Um, that is basically everything in Daybell Valley right now. There's other responses from the judge that are pending, but this was the big one. Mm -hmm. So we all knew he wasn't going to, we all knew he wasn't going to dismiss this case, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. the murderer, and I've never said this guy's name because I just don't like saying their names because I think they can fuck off. But the guy that committed the mass shooting in the Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York, uh, pled guilty and was sentenced today. And he was sentenced to domestic terrorism and first degree murder. Yeah. And he received 10 life sentences, which. Good. Good. I mean, it's just. How can the the sentencing hearings have been pretty wild? Um, somebody mm -hmm. actually lunged and kind of went for him in the courtroom today, mm -hmm. which I, I mean, emotions are super high yeah. around this. How could they not be of the family members and friends yeah. that lost so many people in that shooting? For sure. Um, he's going away forever. Does that make anything better? You can't nope. do it again. Yeah. Um, he still is, he still will face federal hate crime charges. Yeah. With the state. This was the state. And so now the feds will also try him for hate crime charges. Yeah. He's not done yet. He's but... not done. I mean, there are only, there's only one lifespan you can give him prison for, but they will put him through that. Mm -hmm. Right. Federal charges are terrorist and they do carry death penalty, but they've already come back and said it's pretty likely he's not getting it. Mm-hmm. So we shall see what we're learning. We're learning a lot about death penalty through yeah. Dave Vallow. that there's a, there are, and every state has their own rules and the feds have their rules, but you have to qualify for the death penalty. And mm -hmm. what you, what we all think should, or we would like to qualify for the death penalty mm -hmm. is not necessarily what the laws actually say. 
Yeah. So we shall see. But um, it's looking unlikely that he will get the death penalty. Yeah. Which is hard to imagine considering what he did. But it is. It is. But they do. You know, the, the severity of the crime is certainly part of it. But there are a lot of other mitigating circumstances yeah. that they also look at. Um, yeah. And also they have to look at the mental health and the cognitive function of the defendant because yeah. contrary to popular belief, we're not supposed to be um, uh, executing people of low IQ. Yeah. Yeah. Now Idaho loves doing that, but yeah, they're, they're still trying real hard to execute Gerald Pizzuto and he's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. definitely um, on the low end of the, intelligence spectrum and it didn't matter at all <laughs> Fran um, said I think that guy lunging at him gives him a taste of what he's in for in prison <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I mean he is not going to have a good time in prison that is for sure no well I'm happy for their the, the victims and their families though that, definitely that yeah, they didn't have to go sure. through a trial with him yeah for sure yeah well that's it mm-hmm. that's a lot that's a mouthful yeah we're going to be back at 8.15 for the cold read party. So if you do subscribe uh, to, or, uh, what is it subscribe? What do you if say? You're a, me- a member. If you're a member, a member of our YouTube channel. channel. Yeah. Then you can come to the cold read party. We're going to present a case to you to read, and then you can present cases back to us to read. So yes. we'll be back here at 8.15 for that. But as far as, uh, Case updates, we're all done. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. Of course, we'll be back next week with all that jazz. So, of course, mm-hmm. uh, please like, share, follow. Thank you, Jean. Thanks so much, you guys, for being here. It's been a good one. Take care and have a good night. Bye, everybody.